Hey there, welcome to podcast number 64 of Take Him With You for April 18th, 2010. Today, Amy and I talk about our favorite TV shows and why, our Facebook friends, and more. Yes, I figured out this evil plan that my wife has about TNG, and I'll share that with you in a moment. That's Star Trek, by the way. I've got the cats a new toy, as if that's podcast-worthy, but it is funny. And then the big subject of the day, we're on part two of our series, What Turns Your Crank? Secrets to Better Communication. Today's episode is called Sticks and Stones and Words of Affirmation. If you like a good science fiction story, then you'll like The Martians Are Here podcast by Australian author Stefan Sonnen. The Martians Are Here podcast is a science fiction serial around 15 minutes per podcast episode set in the not-too-distant future. It's a story about two alien species from very different origins who bring their ongoing war to Earth with disastrous consequences for humanity. told through the eyes of five people who must piece together what's going on in order to survive. This is what happens when biology, technology, and adaptability collide. The Martians Are Here podcast on iTunes and on themartiansarehere.com. So far we've heard some really good feedback about people are really enjoying the the uh the, the storyline of The Martians Are Here by Stefan Sonnock from Australia. He's a great guy. Big, he's got a big family, and uh, he's quite a talented writer. And Have you been enjoying this story so far, Amy? I have, but I have to admit I'm not up to date because I have a hard time listening just to 15, 20 minutes. I want to listen to the whole thing. Oh, so, so you're one of those people. I, I'm one of those. I, I think, you know, the... The, um, You're the kind of person that would wait until the whole season got done on TV and then and then get the DVDs to watch it well, all the way through. I, I don't do that very often because I'm kind of frugal and I don't want to buy like whole big sets of things. But right. but if I had the money, I probably would. Yeah. Well, or, The Martians Are Here is free. But yeah. you but you don't want but to wanna, you want you want to listen to all the way through a chunk at a time. Well, you're going to have to do that. For, that it's quite a long series, so you may have to just. Just bite the bullet and listen to all five episodes right now. Yeah, maybe I have them on my iPod. So, well, what's really cool about um, about Stefan is he is uh, not only a wonderful writer, but he loves to share his podcast. And coming up, uh, two of our friends, the folks that have the Anomaly podcast, Jen uh, has written a story that's going to mm-hmm. be read and produced on The Martians Are Here. It's a short science fiction story. It's really cool. And then um, uh, Med, Simon Meddings uh, from England has also written a story that is going to be produced as well. And uh, it's done in Australia, so it's going to be quite fun. 
I've heard some of the music that you made for that. Yes. It's quite interesting. I should play some for everybody, shouldn't I? Um, I don't know. You don't want to give too much away yet. Okay, I won't. I'll just have to let everybody wonder about it. We'll be doing the promo here pretty soon and people will be able to hear it. But uh, anyway, it's a great series. The Martians Are Here podcast. You can find it at themartiansarehere.com. And you can check it out and listen to it and let us know what you think. Um, I'm really just interpreting what, what Stefan is writing or what these authors are writing and putting mm-hmm. music and narrating it. And coming up pretty soon, you'll have some other voice actors on it, too. So it'll be very fun. I think it would make a good screenplay. Oh, I do. I think that the, the story, The Martians Are Here, would be a great movie. Yeah, I think it would be better than a sci-fi original. Well, anything is better than a sci-fi original, the most dangerous. <laughs> night. We were watching Mega Piranha the other night. We, I told Andrew, within, set the timer. Yeah, set the timer. We always say that. that why, well, do, why do we always say we that? We say that because if so, the quicker that somebody's head is chopped off or impaled or killed or killed in the storyline, the worse it's gonna. The worse, the more awful the movie will be. Yeah. And some of the some of the best um, sci-fi originals on Saturday nights have been the ones where it takes a half hour for somebody to die. <laughs> Mega Piranha, which was the oh, stupidest thing I've ever seen. Within 60 seconds. It was within 30 seconds. Oh, 30 seconds. Andrew yes. said that within 30 seconds, somebody had already been killed and blood was all over the place. And so, you know. Anyway, it's much better than that. So just yeah. so you know. You know, and I, I feel bad, you know, complaining about about the sci-fi originals because I'm sure people put a lot of time and effort into those. I don't think they do, but that's beside the point. Well, anyway, let's find out. We're getting too far into this already. Let's find out what's going on at our house. I've discovered something I need to talk to you about. Uh-oh. Yeah. You don't even know I'm going to say this. Uh-oh. But I have. I've noticed something Something that's been going on. You know that I'm an avid fan of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Especially the next generation. Yeah. With Captain I, Picard. I, and I know that. We mm-hmm. have a cutout of Captain Picard sitting here in our studio. You know, yeah. I think I'm going to put this on the webcam because I think this is really important for everybody to hear. I've discovered something about you. And uh, let me just get it set up here. Um, okay, so tradition in my home is that um, late in the evening when I'm ready to go to sleep, uh, I'll get everything you know ready to go, brush my teeth, all that jazz. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Because I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> and around our house, I always go to bed just a little bit later than Amy. It's not always a long time after Amy goes to bed. but depends. It depends. If you're in creative mode, you might still be recording till one in the morning or something. Right. I just want to make sure this is working. Okay. Okay. So as tradition would have it, I will um, I will go to bed just a little bit uh, later than you do, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is what I found. <laughs> I've been missing the next generation quite a bit. It's on every night at eleven o'clock. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, don't yeah. you? <laughs> and so by the time I get into the bedroom, I usually will go find the remote and turn on 
uh, I'll rewind it a little bit and watch the episode that was on that night of The Next Generation. But lately, I've noticed something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? Yeah. <laughs> you have started, you started a different program than and Star you Trek. You don't realize how hard that is because <laughs> on the DVR, it's 99% Star Trek. So I'm like scanning through real quickly <laughs> to see if I can find something that's not Star Trek. Okay, well, that's not fair because <laughs> I feel bad of interrupting your show and so I don't watch Star Trek. And, and what I figured out was you're doing that on purpose. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> There's some times that I really want to watch something, but I usually fall asleep because I'm not a real late night person. So I'll watch the first 10 minutes of something. <laughs> And by that time, I played a game of Yahtzee and I'm falling asleep and so I don't get to watch Star Trek. And it's an evil plan hatched, hatched by you. It's not evil. It's it's the wisdom I'm getting in my older years. The, the more we study about communication and how to have better communication, the more you figure out how to manipulate me. And that's just not fair. I'm just I'm just practicing wisdom is all. So there's an evil plot behind going on here so that I don't get to watch my next generation. Well, you could always tape them in the in the family room. No, because the HD takes up too much room. But anyway, yeah. I just that's one nice thing that's been going on around our house. We uh once we got um HD TV, um they uh for a month we get a preview of the HD net. And so they've been playing all the Star Trek movies in HD, and they're beautiful, crystal clear, wonderful. We watched The Search for Spock last yeah, night. Yeah, you got to see those amoeba things um, wiggling around and being slimy and yucky looking and turning into Got to see Jim, these, like... Jim from Taxi and Dr. Um, what's the doctor from Back to the Future? Doc. I, um... I can't remember. They called him Doc. Well, anyway, he plays the Klingon evil guy in Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. But anyway, we got to see him in yeah. HD. So I've been enjoying that, and they also have Star Trek Enterprise in HD, so I've been taping that a little bit, and, and then I got a, an external hard drive to put that on. Yes, you did. But anyway, I just want you to know I know the plot that you've been <laughs> hatching and just not right. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, Amy, what are some of your favorite TV programs lately? What have oh. you been enjoying? What do you watch the most? There are programs that you watch I don't watch, and there's programs that I watch that you don't really care about. Like, yeah. I like 24, but you don't. No, I, I'm not really into real scary, suspenseful things. Um, hmm. You know, I'm trying to think. You, can't, you don't know off the top of your head what your favorite TV shows are? Um, what do you think of Flash I like, Forward? I like Chuck. Chuck is really good, isn't it? Chuck is funny. Yeah, I actually had to catch up on that. I've been, I haven't watched the last couple episodes. It's on the DVR. I just haven't watched it. I think Chuck's one of my favorite. It's kind of lighthearted. Um, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, flash forward's okay. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of a combination of sci-fi and soap opera, I guess. It's almost like Lost and, and uh, 24 put together. Yeah. yeah. Kind of different. It, it is different. I'm not sure if it's one of my favorite. Another one that I watched that seems kind of funny for me to watch is Fringe, and it's a real sci-fi one too. Yeah, I haven't watched. I haven't watched a bunch of Fringe, and I, and I don't know why I'm watching it when it's a sci-fi one. But Andrew likes watching it. With I hear me. it's kind of gory and stuff, though. Sometimes it 
it, it deals with alternate universes, and there's this whole like backplot of. They should have a TV show uh, with alternate universes where everybody watches Star Trek TNG, oh. and the wives like it. You know, it's not that I don't like Star Trek. I just get tired of watching it every day. So no comment. Yeah. Okay, so back to um, okay. So you watch Fringe. What else do you like? Um, you kind of now you have a guilty pleasure that you watch that's going to be on tonight or tomorrow night, what or I don't know when it's on. It's on Amer- Wednesday nights, American isn't it? American Idol. No, that's everybody's guilty pleasure. What? No, this one is happens to be starts with a G, ends with an E. I have no idea. It's a musical. Oh yes, that. Um. I, well, I love musicals. So um, yes, you do. I love the songs oh, on there. I have to like Maria. I have to say, some of the soap opera ness of it is is not my favorite, but I love the music on it, and that's Glee. Glee. Yes, my daughter and I watch Glee, and then sometimes we kind of like cover our eyes or plug our ears for a minute because it does have some adult content, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it's it's kind of hard because um. I've enjoyed watching some of the Disney, like, um, high school musicals, stuff like that with my daughter. Sure. And so it's kind of like that, but a little bit um, off color sometimes. So I'm not sure if I can totally recommend it to everybody, <laughs> but I, I do like the music on it. It's kind of neat. They pick up some of the old songs from when we were kids. Like and, the 80s? Yeah. Jeez. And they are so um, old. And they modernize them and yeah. sing them, yeah. you know, and do some choreography with them. Yes, and, they do. And um, I, I enjoy that. I've always liked musicals. My mom, um, you know, I grew up with her watching the old classics, um, West Side Story and um, Oklahoma, all those. And I watched Dr. Doolittle the other day. That was a great flick. I mean the old one, like yeah. the musical one, not the one with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And it was, was good. But I like musicals too, not quite the same as you. I really like musicals. Yeah. yeah. So, Sound anyway, music. You watch Glee. That's hilarious to me. I know. I know. That's starting up again. That's right. I yeah. almost forgot. This week, I believe. Mm-hmm. So you guys will get to watch that and I'll go to the other room or put my headphones on. Yeah. You know what? I've caught our son watching it a little bit. Oh, don't say that out oh, loud. He'll be so embarrassed. Andrew Uh-oh. will not be happy with you. I don't think he listens to our podcast much, though. Okay, all right, good. So maybe I'm okay. No, if you listen to this and you know Andrew, don't tease him. Because he doesn't, like, sit down and watch it. It's like, if he's walking through the room, he might. There are some really funny things, like when the whole football team saying it's a single lady by, um, or yeah, I'm a Beyonce. single lady. Lady by Beyonce. They didn't sing it, actually. They danced to it. They did the dance in their football uniforms. <laughs> it, it was hilarious. I was, I think my stomach hurt from laughing so hard. That's hilarious. Hey, you know what I did? I know huh. we're still talking about TV, but I, I bought the cats a cat toy. Yes, and I know. it's And it's a little bird. I love my cats. That's a little loud. Isn't that cool? That's a little I, bird. But I they heard that go off in the middle, middle of the night. Because one of the cats got a hold of it in the middle of the night. They play our key. Stripey is actually a very good keyboard player. Mm-hmm. I thought we should rename him Mozart. Mozart? No, it's Stripey. But he jumps up on my keyboard. You know, my keyboard is uh, right next to my, in my studio here. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes I'll leave it on with the sound up. And uh, Stripey jumps right up and plays us a little sonata. He plays it several times a week. Yeah, and it's actually pretty good. Um. Sometimes not so great, but yeah. Well, anyway, 
just you hiccuped. hiccuped. <laughs> <laughs> just hiccuped. <laughs> well, anyway, um, okay, let's see. What kind of TV shows do I like? Um, golly, um, I like all sorts of kinds, but um, I don't know. My my favorites this season, Lost has been really, really good. It's wrapping up its season, and it's really good. It's okay. I really like it. Is this still tweeting? Sorry. I think I think Lost and Twenty Four are more your favorites and my favorites. But Twenty Four is not my favorite. <laughs> I just watch it. Uh, but I like Law and Order, and I like um, and I like uh, Lost. What's the other shows that I really, really enjoy? You like I, Cold Case sometimes. I do like Cold Case. I shut off CSI the other day. It was so raunchy. I didn't like it. I, I thought it was bad. And, um, yeah, I haven't CSI is really, time. I think it's gone downhill a little bit because all three of them, the, one, the New York one's pretty good. I kind of like that. But the other ones haven't been as good, I don't think. They're just kind of stretching the envelope a little too far. I think they're running out of things to do. So they just get more perverse or something. Well, not just not, not not necessarily. I just I just they just try to this like shock. It's like listening to shock music or shock radio. They just they, they try to up it the next time, and that's not always really that great to do. Because then it gets all weird, weird, yeah. weird. Yeah. So anyway, I watch a lot of different TV <clears throat> shows, but of course, I like the most is science fiction type of stuff. And, that's just yeah. how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I know your evil plan for TNG. And uh, today, we're gonna. are we done talking about what's going on in our house? Anything else you wanted to say? Um, not that or I about can... our Facebook friends. Um, I've noticed that um, you really enjoy Facebook. Well, it's it's a way to be social when I'm working at home. I can still like check it in the morning and at night usually. And you can stay in contact with friends and find out what's going on in people's lives. And Yeah, and I even found a lady from my TOPS group that's on Facebook. What's so, a TOPS group? Um, my group that helps me lose weight. What does TOPS stand for? Take off pound sensibly. Well, you and you have been doing very well with it. Yeah, I lost two pounds this last week, yeah. so it's about almost 15 pounds That's now. great. Good since job. January. Congratulations. And it's not about dieting. It's about eating healthy and exercising, drinking water, well, that's being cool. accountable. That's good. That's good. Yes. All right. And uh, yeah. do you do anything? You won something really geeky that I can't wait to play with. Yes, I won a geeky toy. Um. I got a solar-powered candle, flameless candle, and um, we haven't tried it yet, but um, I won a contest kind of thing. Um, if you filled out your your diet plan thing, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. You, it's a food journal. But if you do your food journal during the week and write down what you ate and mm-hmm. how much you exercise and you bring it and you lose the most weight, you get to unwrap this package. It's a mystery gift, ah. and it has lots of layers on it, and I was the last one to unwrap it. Mm-hmm. And it was a flameless candle that's solar powered. So you put it out in the sun and it charges it up. And then you flip a little switch when you want some sun, um, some light. In the some ambiance. Some ambiance. And we haven't tried it yet. So hopefully this is supposed to be a nice weekend this weekend. So we get some sunshine on it. I think you can put it out in the daylight too and it'll work. Well, so far you wouldn't really see it much in the daylight. No, no, no. You can charge it in the oh, daylight. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't put the candle out in I'm the daytime. Going, why would you put the candle out in the daytime? Uh, anyway, yeah. it's in this big jar. So let's yeah. try it out tonight and see what it looks like when yeah, it gets dark. I think that would be fun. I've got it in the window right now, seeing if I can charge it. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I'm excited about it. So you got a geeky toy at and, your top screen. How cool my, is that? Now my challenge is, is the person who opens it 
and gets the gift has, has to, to buy find another, another gift and wrap it up a bunch of times. So oh, now I need to find a good gift. So I think. How I'm about gonna... a big box of chocolate? <laughs> that would be really great for all of us trying to I lose know, I was, weight. I was, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> I was thinking about facetious. Some, I was thinking about some gardening tools or something. Oh, there are people who dig that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so, we'll be we'll be yeah. back with uh, words of wisdom right after this. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do Breeze TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle On Podcast podcast or itunes we'd be honored if you'd join us thank you meds and kel are hilarious their latest one um that we have been able to enjoy was all about monty python and the holy grail and you love that one don't you aim mm, no <laughs> <laughs> anyway they joined up with the anomaly podcast and they did this most hilarious podcast oh my gosh it's like uh, each one, like the Anomaly podcast, they edited theirs differently than the than the Waffle On guys, and they they both turned out to be great shows. I mean, I listened to almost four hours worth of podcasts, and they're they're both excellent. I have to say though that even though I'm not a huge Monty Python fan, that I think I can probably quote as many Monty Python in search of the Holy Grail lines as I can Star Trek Next Generation lines. Wow, that's pretty good because I don't watch Monty Python very much. But when you were younger, you watched it more. Yeah, I did. Yeah. But anyway, listen to Waffle On. It's a great podcast. Meds and Kel are great. And you can find them at uh, waffleon.podbean.com. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, time once again for Words of Wisdom right here on Taking With You. Today we're in Genesis chapter 41, and we pick up in the life of Joseph right after uh, he had, well, you'll, you'll find out. Genesis chapter 41 from the Message Bible. It says, Two years passed, and Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile River. Seven cows came up out of the Nile, all shimmering with health, and grazed on the marsh grass. The seven other cows, all skin and bones, came up out of the river after them and stood by them on the bank of the Nile. The skinny cows ate the seven healthy cows. Then the pharaoh woke up. He went back to sleep and dreamed a second time. Seven ears of grain, full-bodied and lush, grew out of a single stalk. The seven, then seven more ears grew up, but these ears were thin and dried out by the east wind. The thin ears swallowed up the full healthy ears. Then pharaoh woke up. Another dream. When morning came, he was upset. He sent for all the magicians and sages of Egypt. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but they couldn't interpret them to him. The head cupbearer then spoke up and said to Pharaoh, I just now remembered something. I'm sorry, I should have told you this long ago. Once when Pharaoh got angry with his servants, he locked me and the head baker in the house of the captain of the guard. We both had dreams on the same night, each dream with its own meaning. 
So it happened that there was a young Hebrew slave with us there. He belonged to the captain of the guard. He told him our dreams, and he interpreted them for us, each dream separately. Things turned out just as he interpreted. I was returned to my position, and the head baker was impaled. Pharaoh at once sent for Joseph. They brought him on the run from the jail cell. He cut his hair, put on clean clothes, and came to Pharaoh. I dreamed a dream, Pharaoh told Joseph. Nobody can interpret it. But I've, I've heard that just by hearing a dream, you can interpret it. Joseph answered, Not I, but God. God will set Pharaoh's mind at ease. Okay, well, we think that's a good place to stop, and we'll kind of another cliffhanger. We'll find out what Joseph interpreted. Of course, you can always cheat and go forward. We don't mind at all if you open the Bible and read it. Genesis chapter 41 is what we're in, and we'll pick up next week on Take Him With You. Thanks for listening. Oh, don't forget, coming up, some good stuff. The five love languages. Hi, this is Rick Moyer, and I've got a brand new CD out to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer. Take a listen to some of the songs. Three, two, one, zero. Launch commence. Liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour. this 13-track CD or download it at takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer. Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. Get your copy today. And uh, I just got a nice little report and got paid for some of them. That was kind of nice. Paid for a report? No, not paid for the report. I got the report on how many uh, Stargazer projects I sold. Oh, okay. It wasn't a huge amount, but it was enough to be, made me happy. It was enough to get a check. Well, yeah, they deposit it right in my oh, bank account, though. Okay. It's kind of iTunes and Amazon and all that stuff. They just do that right away. And, you know, and just wanted to tell everybody, thank you for purchasing the CD or uh, or buying the MP3s. It's really, really helps us out quite a bit. So thank you very much for that. And it's just time, just in time for summertime. You can mm-hmm. get the uh, the recording and start looking up at the stars. And we even bought a hammock and we're ready to go star watching this uh, this summer. The only problem is we only have one hammock. Oh, well. But I usually don't like being out at night very much. I don't mind cold. at all. I like it out there. And it's mosquitoes. Cool, yeah. yeah. You you just made mosquito sound effects. You do realize <laughs> I did. that. That's I did. really, really interesting. <laughs> well, they, they annoy me. Okay. I don't like mosquitoes very much. All right. Well anyway. <laughs> we I could think... get mosquito netting for over the hammock, but then I don't know that you could see the stars. I don't know. I don't know. But I think it's time for words of wi- or not words of wisdom, but uh food for thought. Okay. Let's get into our subject for the day. Right. You filled me up, and 
Well, we started a brand new series called What Turns Your Crank? The Secrets to Better Communication. And uh, we are actually using a book that we have read and are reading and going through at this point uh, called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, The Secret to Love That Lasts. It's a very good book. Yeah, it's not, you know, I mean, some people say it's corny and everything, but it really isn't. It's actually a number one um, New York yeah. Times bestseller. It's, it's very practical. On even, communication. Even if someone wasn't coming at things from a Christian perspective, you would still get a lot out yeah. of this book. It's yeah. not necessarily just for, for Christians. It's for it's anybody. for everybody. Anybody that wants to improve communication. Mm-hmm. And basically the premise of it now, so that you all know, we're not going to review a whole bunch, but the premise of the whole conversation that we're having is um, that each one of us has a tank on the inside of us that gets filled with love. Now, um, or not. Or not. <laughs> yeah. and, and different things, we're like a, we're like a car with mm-hmm. a gas tank, and the gas tank represents love in our lives. Mm-hmm. And different people run on different types of love or different types of fuel, just like different mm-hmm. cars run on different types of fuel. And unless their tank is full of the right type of fuel, they don't get very far in life. Mm-hmm. And so what we're talking about is this author has boiled down... Um, I'm sure there's way more love languages than just five, but he has boiled it down to five different types of ways that people express love towards one another. Mm -hmm. And the key here is to find out who the people that are close in your life, or or not who they are, but, well, I mean, that always helps, but how they feel loved. In other words, what fills their love tank? Mm -hmm. When you find that, what really fills somebody's tank, then you can use that to better communicate and get across the ideas that you want to, just the same as they, if they find out what your love language is, can speak your language. It's just like going on a trip overseas. If you don't speak the language of where you go, it's much harder to get around. Once you figure out a little bit of the language, things really start to work, and you can get places, and you can find out things, and you can get more information flowing. It's exactly the same in a marriage in a, in a work situation, in a school situation, if we can figure out how the people that we are operating with, uh, how they communicate best, then we can, we can get more out of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the conversation we're having. And today, 
for the next five weeks, we're going to cover each one of the love languages. And today, we named the, uh, the episode Sticks and Stones and Words of Affirmation because there are five love languages. Uh, and the first one is Words of Affirmation. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to be covering on today. Now, Amy and I have some stories about our marriage and and some things to share with you. Uh, so we're just going to get right into it and uh, take you know take notes or whatever, or just listen and and hopefully uh, by the end of this podcast, you'll be able to recognize perhaps um, if there's somebody in your life that their love language is words of affirmation. Maybe yours is. Hmm. We don't and, know, and I don't think it hurts to practice all of. All five of these. Absolutely. I um I think especially for men, um men need affirmation because they can sometimes come off real strong and confident and everything, but inside they're they're still kind of little boys that need a pat on the back. Thanks. Well, you know it's it's just the way it is, and the Bible is real clear about it. It says um. For husbands to love their wives mm-hmm. and for women to res- the wives to respect their husband, and one way you can show respect is to tell them when they're doing a good job right well, and we like we uh well we'll talk about a little bit more of it today, but somebody that nags someone uh, to do something doesn't get a whole lot of results, but if they encourage the good things that they do see um, usually that inspires the person getting the praise to step up to the to the mark in other areas so yeah it's hard for the nagger though to stop nagging how do you know that because i've done it (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't gonna say that out loud i was gonna let you say that you know (laughs) i i i try not to nag but you know it's i think it's a patience issue like if i think that something needs to get done and not particularly towards you (laughs) but um like my son I'll expect him to take the garbage and recycling out every mm-hmm. day. And right. and he has his own timetable as far as getting it done. Like maybe, He always gets it done. Yeah, but sometimes it may not even be that day. It might be the next day. And, right. And, you know, so it, it's challenging as a mother and as a wife not to nag because I'll want things done now. And, um, you know, that's, that is a challenging thing for me. I'm just being honest. Well, I think it's a challenging thing for most people, but, but yeah. in particular, different personalities have that. Or I want something done now. Thank you. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting now communication. If you think about it, communication really isn't good or evil. It's how it's used. That really matters. Yeah. Some people can say, well, they talk too much, but I'm a firm believer that you can't over communicate, but how you communicate is very, very important. Yes, it is. Would you like me to read a couple Proverbs about communication? Oh, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Proverbs chapter 15 says, A gentle response diffuses anger, but a sharp tongue kindles a temper fire. Or a hot fire, I guess that would be. Sure, sure. And um, So, in other words, if somebody's arguing and, and the other person gives a soft answer instead of arguing back, it kind of takes the fizzle out of the argument. Mm-hmm. I've tried to practice that. Sometimes I do better than others, but I generally try to have a soft answer. When and I just, if I get ticked off, I usually just clam up. I get ticked off and I don't want to talk anymore. Yeah, I don't like that. No, it's I not know. very healthy. No, but it's what I do. Well, you need to change, but. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I think that's a family stronghold that needs to be um, 
delivered. Oh, okay, geez. so verse 4. Boy, you're really helping me today. Okay, okay verse may, 4, Proverbs I, 15. Maybe I need to aim this towards myself. <laughs> kind words heal and help. Cutting words wound and maim. So I, hopefully I, what I said to you about oh, clamming fine. up wasn't. You're fine, but wasn't. say that again because that was really says, important. Kind words heal and help. Cutting words wound and maim. Okay, so if you're going to communicate with someone, what ha- what happens, Amy? If I say something mean to you, what do you usually do? Cry. <laughs> well, <laughs> not just cry, but uh, you close down. Well, yeah, it, you don't listen to anything else I have w- to say. After it that, kind of wounds the spirit. So, um, it if if someone says it's, something mean to me and I care about that person and what they think of me, then um. It is wounding, and it, it can kind of well, we make down. you want to put a wall up so you right. don't get hurt anymore. Exactly. It's not something right. that will open you up and heal and make you feel free and, right. and light. It's something that makes you feel closed in and dark well, and sad. Well, a lot of times, words can either water or wilt your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about it. How many times have we uh, refreshed a plant around the house by giving it water and everything? If you just dry it up and, it, and you don't treat it well, it, it tends to dry out and die. Mm-hmm. And nice words, they encourage people and they tend to feed our spirit. I love, you know, that's what, because I do believe that words of affirmation are one of my love languages. That's that and giving, receiving gifts. Those are the two big ones for me. When we get on that receiving gift one, that's another one that's really hard. I, I think I've. It's hard for you and not hard for me. I have, love receiving gifts. Have I made progress, though, in this Which area, area of Which area? the one we're talking about this week? That words, of words of affirmation? Oh, by far. I mean, you can explain here in a moment. Uh, yeah. Well, well you, might, you might as well just explain. Well, this is a really interesting story because you found this out early in our marriage, and I'm glad you did because I don't know if we would have stayed married. Yeah. Early. Very early in our marriage, um, we decided that our um, our relationship wasn't working as well as we thought it would, and so we went to a um, our pastor and had a little bit post marriage counseling, a few sessions to talk about marriage and and stuff. We were young and we thought we needed some help, and we did. Um, one of the things that I found out I was definitely doing wrong was that my husband Rick that you were very talented and you played the piano and you sang and you were a a DJ on the radio station and you recorded music and you had all this way back when 20 years ago more than 20 years ago. well I was concerned that you were going to get a big head because you were so talented and so I took it upon myself not to not to tell you that you are good at things. And I I was trying to help you not become arrogant. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if this makes sense. At the time, it made sense to me. And, and I think partially because of the way I was raised, I heard straight from my dad's mouth that he didn't believe in praising anybody, even God, too much. Because when he praised God, he really meant it, and he wasn't going to say it casually. Right. And and that was just the That's way he was. That's kind of an was. old school thought. It was kind of a, you know, an old school, I'm not going to really hand out praise very much. And, right. And so when my dad did say something, I remember he complimented me on how I wrote numbers. Mm-hmm. One time, I actually thought about going into accounting 
just because of his compliment about how neat my numbers were because I rarely got compliments from my dad. So I took them very seriously. He did not hand them out. And so I wasn't raised with a lot of positive affirmation. Affirmation, I wasn't raised around that. Even like I said, my dad didn't even want to say praise God unless he'd seen this big, huge miracle. Right. Then he would say, well, God's worthy of praise for this, you know, <laughs> but he just, I don't know if that was. So what changed, what changed or... your mind? Because from my perspective, I was going, I would work so hard and practice so much to do things. And then I would, then I'd perform or do something or, or, you know, pull off this big, cool thing or do this cool radio show. And then you would just be quiet. And I, and I'd ask, did you think I did okay? And you wouldn't say much. Oh, it was okay. And so I was thinking, man, I either, either I suck really bad, or she just doesn't really care about me. That's what I was thinking. So what changed it? Well, I think that counseling really helps. The Bible says there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel, and we went and got counseling, and that really helped me realize that I wasn't doing my part as a wife. And then another thing is. I think while you were busy recording and doing all this stuff that you're so talented at, since my love language is quality time, my love tank wasn't getting full because you were off doing stuff. I was spending time with my keyboard. Yeah. And so I think um, we both had to learn to adjust a little bit to married life. I think think you've done a far better job than I have. No comment. (laughs) No. <laughs> no, I I think I think you've realized some things that are important to me, like going on walks together or picking blueberries together. Or, um, you know, you've made some time, even helping me clean out the fridge or go through the mail. You know, um, or talking for a long period of time when I really like to go check my email. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I think both of us have had to learn how to be married. We got married young, and we yeah. didn't know how but to this do isn't that. Just, just, this isn't just in marriage, though. I yeah. mean, you think about this. If you work with a difficult boss or, or somebody at school that's really hard to get along with, um, what we found from this particular chapter on words of affirmation is if you will, instead of concentrate on the negative aspects of the person that you're having a problem with and try to look for some positive things and then praise them in those areas— that very quickly your your attitude will soften towards them and they towards you because when when somebody feels like they're of worth now you can go you can go overboard and extreme on anything here i'm not mm-hmm. saying suck up to the boss or or you know brown nose you know the, i'm not talking about that but i am I'm, I'm i'm seriously thinking of something genuine that if you if you have somebody that's really getting on your nerves look for the positive in what they're doing and and yeah. try to try to um compliment that for them for that and hopefully that balances things out a little bit. Well, and I, my favorite scripture, um, Philippians chapter 4, says to concentrate on these things. And one of these things was anything worthy of praise. And I think if you look at any particular person or situation, you can find something yeah. that is praiseworthy. Well, and what do you concentrate on? Because I know that... Um, it, being married, you and I both know this. You could—I mean, we could pick each other apart, and mm-hmm. we have before, and yet it's not very fun. No, it's in it's fact you can very get very devastating. Well you, you can get, well, you can get miserable. Yeah. And who wants to be in a miserable relationship? I don't know of anyone. 
Well, and, and even but, if, but there's, I think yeah. there's far more positive things about people than there are negative. And it's what you concentrate on, what you spend your energy on mm-hmm. is what you're going to get. Well, and there can be, there can still be things that annoy you about the person you work with or you're married to. But right. if you sit down, I bet you can find 10 things in just a couple mm-hmm. minutes, you know, like, like my husband, you pay the bills on time. You, um, are very creative. I mean, you can just go through. A, what a about list. my cooking? I'm a good cook. You're good at cooking what you like to eat. <laughs> I cook good things for you. Yeah, well, both of us like different kinds of things, but you yeah, you are yeah. you are a good cook. I'm more of a casserole cook. Sorry, I got you off of, track. I was just trying anyway, to get um, fishing for compliments as well. And now, fishing for compliments <laughs> by Richard Moyer. <laughs> <laughs> that was my attempt of casting a. Yeah, but anyway, the water. I mean, I, I've I've done that at times, and I've been frustrated. I've sat down and I've written in my journal, you know, ten or twenty things that I um, admired about you, and thought, you know, and sometimes I've emailed them to you. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, should I know that you're really frustrated when you send me compliments? Is that what I'm <laughs> supposed to pick up on? Well, in the book that we were re- that we're reading called "The Five Love Languages" by Gary Chapman, um, there's this great example of a lady that um uh, loved writing she just really loved to write and yet she was in a different profession and she was uh one day um her husband who was busy with his own career and everything a ceo of a company or something uh picked up an article that she had toyed around with writing and read it and was blown away at how wonderful it was Mm -hmm. so he walks into the to the study where she's just reading a book and and says to her, dear, I just got done reading this article. You are really a great writer. You really should get these published in a magazine or do do something like that. Just those few little words. The the lady said she he walked out of the room and she just she put her book down and for a half hour she just closed her eyes and dreamt about writing, and was filled with so much confidence because somebody that she loved noticed this, something that she was good at. Yet over the years, she'd been discouraged by whatever. I mean, we all get discouraged on something that we might be good at. and say, People might say, well, that was a stupid story or, you know, as a writer, or that was really mm-hmm. dumb or you'll never do that or you're too busy. You, got, you need to make money, you know, those kind of things. And she just had let those negative things hold her back. When he said that, when her husband, somebody close to her, said those wonderful words of affirmation to her, it changed everything. Years later now, she's had her... Um, uh, articles published in magazines and she's writing a book Mm -hmm. so you just don't know how powerful words of affirmation can be and that's that's i think something that that really is a gift of mine i i when i i look for gifts in people and i know lots of very talented people and so i try to bring that out in them i think the 20 some years that we spent as youth pastors i saw you do that over and over again with kids with kids you yeah. know um when one young man just had this desire to protect people yeah and and he goes well have you ever considered that that's from god that maybe yeah. he gave you that desire and now he's a military police officer he's a captain over a of, of a jail on a um on a battle cruiser or yeah. a or a or a Aircraft carrier, I think. Yeah, and so one of your jobs as when you were pastoring, mm-hmm. the Bible says that pastors and the fivefold ministry or whatever, you know, those people, 
in church leadership, that their job is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And in layman's terms, that's you will notice what people their God-given gifts are. Sure, I mean, well, and encourage them. But that to isn't use just what gifts. I'm called to do, as far as church is concerned. I think it's my life. I'm uh-huh. that the, again. Words of affirmation mean a lot to me. Yeah. And as a result of that, I understand the power that they have. And so uh, many times, a lot of my friends know this, that even listen to the podcast, if I know you casually or even a little bit more than casually on, on the internet or something like that, um, I watch what you do and watch what you write and how you talk and what you do. And if I see something that I think is a talent that you have, you all know that I will go after that in you. And I'll try to bring that out and pull that out of you because... I think that's very, very important because I think a lot of people just don't ever believe in the dream that God has put in their heart because they've been so beat down by all Mm -hmm. circumstances in life. Maybe they don't have enough money. They don't think they could do their dream. You know what? I'm living proof. You're living proof that you can do your dream. It just takes a lot of hard work and faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are you looking at me like that for? Well, um, I was just thinking that there are seasons in our lives that we might not be able to fulfill all of our dreams at once. And for instance, when I was young, um, I loved designing things, whether it was house plans, landscaping, um, painting, you know, doing art. Um, And I still have a dream that I will get to do more of that. And when I was young, my parents saw that. My grandfather commented about my long fingers that 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 meant that I was an artist. And and my my mother paid for private art lessons because we didn't have a lot of art in school. Um, Someday, I'm hoping that I'll get to do more of that. Right now, I'm in a season where I'm homeschooling and I'm working to, you know, pay our bills. Pay our bills. (laughs) And um, well, yeah, I think well, everybody is at a different place. Now, now you have encouraged me. In fact, I wouldn't even be doing this um, if you hadn't said to me before, right before we resigned our, our full-time position at the last place we were at, um, you looked in my eyes and you said, I just can't see you continuing to be hurt like this all the time. I, I'll do whatever I need to do to help keep the bills going, but let's, let's make a decision and let's go for your dreams. And that was a huge, big deal for me. Mm-hmm. And even though it hasn't been the most lucrative... And this is a great spot to say, hey, if you want to donate to our podcast, you certainly can. <laughs> yes. Uh, we would You're certainly uh, appreciate that. Um, things have been a little lean lately, but uh, not horrible. I mean, things are picking we're, up we're a little still bit. We're paying but, bills, yeah. so that's good. But if you hadn't let me pursue my dreams, um, we wouldn't be where we're at today and reaching many, many people with the podcast and helping people mm-hmm. out. Now, you still have some dreams that are on their way. Yeah, some and that of my will happen. I think a lot been. of them will happen, but some of my dreams are so on hold right now. I mean, I one way I had a creative outlet for my design was mm-hmm. scrapbooking. Yeah, I have not done one page of scrapbooking yeah. since I started working full time. Well, you don't you have know, time. I just don't have time. But I believe that there will come a day when I will be done homeschooling, and that you know maybe I'll mm-hmm. have some time. Um, I won't have to work seven days a week. Maybe I can work five <laughs> and well, I can scrapbook sure, a day or sure. here or there. But, you know, that's just, you know, yard um, landscaping, um, designing. Those are things that I really love and enjoy and, mm-hmm. and hopefully I will get to do someday. And those are just 
little dreams and and they might not seem really important but those are things i i am i think god gives you the desires of your heart sure and he gives you talents and abilities and desires and and it's a shame not to use them but there are seasons when they will be used less than other times so let's get practical for a moment let's talk about words of affirmation um Remember, it's not just just complimenting people. It's got to be sincere. Yes. It has to be genuine. Otherwise, it just kind of falls flat. And the way we speak is really important. Yeah, and flattery is awful. Yeah, well, there's a proverb about that that flattery, you know, is basically deceitful. Yeah, it's trying to you're trying to get what you want. If you're if you give people words of affirmation because you want something, um, down the road that will backfire. But if you give someone words of affirmation to because you believe in them and encourage, yeah, them, encourage them, that goes a long way to fulfill their God-given destiny. Yeah, you know, then that something that gives them life. Yeah, I, there's Sin- there's sinc- another sincerity um, and tone is really important when you are yeah. when you're complimenting someone or 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 really believing that in them. It's important yeah. to do it for real. Mm-hmm. There, there's another proverb that that says that that a twinkle in the eye means joy in the heart and good news makes you feel fit as a fiddle. Another <laughs> translation says puts fat on the bones. There you go. <laughs> but right. it means that it brings you life. If you have someone sure. that will will look at you with a, a twinkle in their eye and a, and good words coming out of their mouth, it it brings you health. Sure. You and know? we all we all know what it's like when we get uh when we get in a fight or you you get in an argument with somebody that's close to you, it really hurts. Mm-hmm. And and I was um, I saw this so funny. This is actually biblical, but I saw it on twenty four, and I talk about it every once in a while. Um, you really don't uh, you can't feel betrayed by someone that you don't that you're not close to. Mm-hmm. And so when we use bad words or when we use condemning words, oftentimes we feel betrayed by the people that are very close to us. But mm-hmm. it happens to everyone, and that's where forgiveness comes in. Mm-hmm. It's not always easy, and you know a constant a barrage of negative things needs to be examined why that's happening. But if we can avoid those times of being really negative with one another, our relationship is much stronger, and the and the information flows a lot better. We communicate a whole lot better. So I have a little checklist. Okay. Here's our checklist. You ready? All right. Um, how do you know if you are being somebody that's affirming to the people around you? Mm-hmm. Number one. Do I look for the good in those around me, especially my spouse or significant other? Mm-hmm. That's a question you have to ask yourself. And I think for your kids, too, it's important. Um, you know, kids can be feel so beat yes, down, especially, yes. you know, when they're around their friends. Sometimes kids can just say mean things. Yes, they can. And I think it's important to look at at the talents and gifts that are in your kids and encourage them and absolutely and character traits. Do know? I look for the good in my kids? Because, you know, I'm for years and years as we youth pastored, we would have people go, we'd, I'd be complimenting the crud out of their kids and they'd look at me and go, are you talking about the same person? Because th- they're not like this at home, you know, and sometimes you can get so used to one another that you don't see the good mm-hmm. in each other. And that's really important to do. So how about this? Number two, do I tell them, what I appreciate about them on a regular basis. When was the last time, as you're listening, that you, that you said something kind and, and you, you noticed something cool in your, in your significant other, your spouse, or, or your teacher, or your, or your pastor, or whoever that you are um, you know, in contact and communication with? When was the last time you noticed something about that and told them? 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you're embarrassed to I mean, actually you do, tell yeah. people, you know, you can just jot them an email and just say, you know, I just appreciate that you just show up on time every day. You're just so dependable. You're so faithful. And I just know I can always count on you. Yeah. You know, I mean, those just little things like that could just really encourage someone. There's a there's a lot of other things that you can do to show people you appreciate them, but uh, anyway, needless to say, it's it's an important thing to do. I'll, I'll never forget. Um, well, here, let me just do number four or number three. Uh, what kind of goals can you set to make sure the people around you know that you love them? Hmm. I'm. You know, that's that's probably important. You know, we set goals to. <coughs> Um, you know, clean our house or to exercise. And and that's showing people we love them is even more important than those things. So that's sure. probably a good idea to do. But how to do it? Yeah. Well, I'll never forget. Um, I mean, we can all use a reality check when it comes to appreciating and encouraging those around us. But I'll never forget one time I was at a funeral. And um, one of the reasons that I... It changed my life. One of the reasons that I encourage people on a daily basis is because of this very event. I was at a funeral um, for a lady that uh, was very important to me, and um, I was on the porch at the reception afterwards, or I don't know what they call them. Anyway, and we were eating some food and stuff, and and I talked to her daughter, and her daughter, I, I said, well, at least I got to tell her, this lady that I loved her before she passed away. And the daughter looked with, with, with horror on her face and tears, and she said, I never told her that. I never told my mom that. And I just I felt that empty, horrible feeling of the the disappointment and the hurt that must have been there that she never really got to share with her mom and affirm her mom in that way. And I'd ba- I was bound and determined from that point on with my life that I would always let people know before I die and I'm plant, you know, and buried, I want to make sure people know that I appreciate them. And I, and I try to be as genuine as I possibly can. Some people have interpreted it though, that I'm trying to suck up or I'm trying to, you know, well, you just want me to compliment you. So you're complimenting me kind of thing. And no, that's not true. That's just, there are some people that have that more in them than others. And, and it doesn't mean you're bad if you, if you uh, don't compliment people all the time. That's okay, too. It's just the people that we love and we care about, we need to speak words of affirmation into their life. It's just very important, especially those that have that as their love language. Mm-hmm. So I asked a, a little question on my impromptu Facebook poll. What, what did oh, I ask? Okay, um, I am going to... G- get there just a second i think i was there just a page ago you asked get a little closer to your mic there dear you asked in your impromptu question do you encourage do you encourage people with verbal com- comments or acts of service good question and you had 15 comments wow um can I, the ones that answered the same thing, can I just say their first name and say sure. what they answered? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, we'll go through the, that list. Um, so it was, do you do you encourage people with verbal comments or acts of service? And um, Nathan, Linda, going down the list, Mark, and Michelle, Wh- Michelle and William all said both. So they do both. They um, do both acts of service and uh, comments. Okay, so I I did five. Now it's your turn. <laughs> oh, I was going to bring up my Twitter because oh, I had okay. some really good so ones on Twitter. Me, do you want me to go on? Sure. Okay, 
Danny says, um, some moments call for either one. I prefer encouraging people with acts of service, but sometimes you just need to listen to someone and give them a good word or two. Mm-hmm. Marilyn says, verbal comments. Rebe- I, I thought Rebecca was funny. She says, you're leaving out gifts, touch, and quality time. And then she tells what, what her husband's uh, gift is and what hers is. And and I said, that's next week. <laughs> and she says, well, how can you split them up? And I said, because we're covering one a week on the podcast. You'll have to listen. The five love languages rock. And then she says, oh, okay. I've, t- I've downloaded a ton of them on my computer. I just haven't transferred them to my iPhone. But I'm a huge fan of the five love languages, so I'm excited. <laughs> and I think that she was... Um half of the couple that you married yeah. or that you performed their ceremony yeah. and counseled. So you probably had them read that book. I did. Yeah. You, yeah. you often recommend that. Mm-hmm. So then what is, um, I got to find where we were cause you covered a lot. Okay. Alan says, I'm not so good at things that come out of my mouth, but I love being the magic fairy that does things that make people say who cleaned this. That was so nice. Ah, yes. Acts of service. Acts of service. And that's sweet, too. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie says, I don't think I'm as good at this as I could be. I try to be encouraging. I do my best not to engage in negative thinking or talking, but I'm still working on improving. As we, as yes. all are, I'm, all of us. I was going to say the same thing. As yeah. we all are, mm-hmm. we're all working on our thoughts and our words out of the abundance of the heart that mouth speaks. And boy, sometimes it reveals what's in the heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. So anyway, try to keep your heart right. And then what comes out of your mouth will be good too. Yeah. So um, Anna says, I do my best to be an example of God's love here on earth. Many people have asked, why are you this way? It's a great door opener. That's for sure. That's yeah. that's definitely for sure. On uh, Twitter, I d- had several great comments uh, when I asked the question, what What do you do as far as, do you do comments, encourage people to comment or acts of service? And um, Savril said, I think I encourage more often with words rather than service. Is one better than the other? Hmm. I guess we could answer that. I don't think one is better than the other. It depends mm-hmm. on what that person's love language is. Yeah, I and I I think it's nice to do all of them, but but like we've read in the book that sometimes um, some people are more filled up with one than the other. So yeah, um, but I I don't think it hurts to do all of them. <laughs> but but there are some that that will be more meaningful to sure. to some sure. people. I've got a friend that um, I tried doing little gifts or little notes of encouragement and stuff, and it just didn't really seem to click with him. He just didn't. It wasn't what he really. Then one day I realized that his his um, love language is quality time, and so I had a lunch with him and just sat and talked with him. That was far more important to him than getting a gift mm-hmm. to him. Now to yeah. me it wouldn't have been the same, but to him it meant everything. And it's hard. It's hard sometimes for me to relate to you because I like gifts, but. I feel more loved if you spend time with me and right. hold me. And, and you talk think that that's the me. same thing for me, but it's not the same. 
Yeah, and I mean, because sometimes... I'll I mean, think, I appreciate that. And everything, I'll, I'll say, well, I spent an hour and a half playing with your hair while you were working on your computer, uh, right? Isn't that showing you... reveal our secret <laughs> life here? I just... Isn't that showing you I love you? Because that's quality time. I was touching you. I was listening to you. I was being with you. And to me, that's showing love. And, it, and, and I appreciate it very much. Thank you, dear. <laughs> but I'm going, you want, you want something different? What do you mean? <laughs> Spalter says, <clears throat> as I go on, Okay. Spalter says, I think I'm better at acts of encouragement than words. So acts of service than words. Maybe because I tend to appreciate acts more than words. So there you go. Uh, we are very good at our love language. And the, here comes the garbage truck. So you'll hear it in the background. That'll be funny. Um, let me see. Daniel Elfers says, a bit of both, really. I encourage people differently how I see them needing it. There's a key there. You already are figuring that's, out the love that's, languages. That's um, yeah. a very wise, you know, and I think even for people that um, are stronger in one than another, mm-hmm. um, you know, you say you really like gifts, but there may be times when you just need someone to listen to you. Yes. And you need to spend quality time Absolutely. with someone. And, yes. And a gift wouldn't hurt either. But, yeah. But, I mean, there's, there's different needs at different times yeah. also. Okay, this one, Just X says... I don't think that I encourage as much as challenge. After that, I offer praise on the effort regardless of success. So I thought that was a really cool answer is that, uh, you know, he views the encouragement more of as I'm challenging you to do this with your life. And then whether, you know, if they try it all, then he gives them praise for that, which Mm -hmm. I think is kind of cool. Sounds like a coach or something. Yeah, exactly. Like a coach would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let me see. This one is from our good friend Kenny. Yay, geeky fanboy. And he says, I think I encourage folks with verbal comments these days as to when I was younger and had more free time for acts of service. Mm-hmm. You just hit on a really excellent point, Kenny. And that is, um, as we go through life, there are times when we are just not able to do as much as we'd like for other people because we have to pay the mortgage or mm-hmm. or we have we're in a job that's very demanding and at that point you really have to kind of step back and say now what can i really do without making myself crazy yeah you have to be reasonable but within your circle wherever you are you certainly can be aware of the people around you and what their love language is and be able to communicate better as a result of it mm-hmm. all right i got more um, our good buddy Hawkeye Meds from England says, I'd say I hope I encourage people with words. Sometimes just saying good job can really drive you. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very true. It is. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, I know even for a guy that I have a lot of friends and do a lot of different things, sometimes um, you can just feel lonely, feel like what you're doing doesn't really matter mm-hmm. or make a difference. And then you get an email or you get a, or a phone call or something. And somebody says, hey, man, I really liked how you did that. It was a great job. And that just really does, for some of us, that really drives us and helps. Gives you fuel for your... For your, your creativity your, and... Well, yeah. and for, you know, just feeling loved and accepted. So that drives you. So there you go. That is, uh, that is what people said online about the question, um, do you show your um, affection and affirmation through words or acts of service? And acts of service doesn't come up uh, until part five. So that we'll be talking about that for a whole 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 time but today we're talking about words of affirmation and we called it sticks and stones and words of affirmation and how when we are angry or when we're when we are negative with people it can really crush them Um, and when we are complimentary and encouraging and look for the best in people it can really fuel them for the future Mm -hmm. and in a positive way so 
that is very, very cool. Okay, so here it is. Um, what are you? What is your love language? Well, I found a place online where people can go and take a test. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's it's www.thenumber5lovelanguages.com slash assessments. Wow, that's that's kind of long. So are you going to put that on our... On our, um, it's it's already on our notes. Um, our notes people can can website. get there and go right there and take so the test. You have a little link they can click on to go to um, off of our website. Yep. Off of www.takingwithyou.com. Yep. Alrighty. And they can they can get there anyway. It's five love languages. The number five love languages dot com slash assessments, and you can take that assessment. It'll tell you what your love language is. And then from there, you can kind of explore a little bit about the other love languages. Um, really, here's the key. If you know someone's primary love language is words of affirmation, then it's a great way to encourage them. It'll change how you communicate with people if you realize that they need that in their life to feel loved. When mm-hmm. people feel loved, they feel safe, and they do a better job, and they also um, have a better and more satisfying life. Definitely. Because it's one of the basic needs of, of, of humankind. Yeah. So it's really vital. Remember, people generally don't care what you have to say till they know you care. Is that the truth or what? Totally the truth. Yeah. Oh, and here comes our garbage truck. Yeah, they do such a good job. Let's just give our, our garbage truck driver a hand. There we yeah. go. Are you kidding? Are you actually praising the garbage truck driver? Well, can you imagine how stinky it would be outside? They if, get paid <laughs> real. Thank if you, If no Tess. one took our garbage away. You know. Then you would have to take it to the landfill yourself. I guess so. I don't know. People yeah. from all over the world listen to the podcast. I don't know how they get their garbage picked up. Well, we have a guy in a big truck come by, uses this big arm that picks up. Here he goes. He's dumping it. There it goes. Yay. All of our garbage just got dumped into the the uh, thing, and the little arm goes away, and he drives away. As my dog thought he could, she could go and attack the garbage truck, but it won't work. Okay, yeah. they're gone now. They are a blessing. It's a it's a good job. I mean, it's a important job. Yeah. Well, back to it's our subject. Job. We're almost done. Um, our words hold the power of life and death. That's biblical. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's in the Bible that our words hold the power of life and death. Words can be a weapon, or they can be a medicine. Yeah, and we. It's nicer to have them be the second. To be medicine, yeah. The Bible says to speak the truth in love. Mm-hmm. So even if there's something difficult that you need to say, it needs to be tempered with love. And, and think about, well, if there is something I was doing wrong, how would I want someone to say that to me? Right. You know, so it wouldn't be devastating, but it would be... Um, life-giving. Di- life-giving, directing, yeah. you know, helping me improve, but in a, in a constructive, caring way not mean. <laughs> yeah. So bottom line is we've talked about words of affirmation today and how if we find that that is our love language or someone else's love languages, then we need, or love language, um, we need to um, make sure that we are telling those folks um, what a great job they're doing and, and uh, noticing them because that's very, very important to them. Now, here's the deal. I think everybody can improve on this. So mm-hmm. here's our challenge for everyone for the next week or so. I want you to be very aware of the people around you and and start to notice the positive things that you see in them, especially the tougher people in life. Uh, really make this a, a goal of you to you know see the positives and mention it to them. Mm-hmm. Don't make a big, huge list. That'd be embarrassing. But 
just as you can. <laughs> you don't like my list? <laughs> You're really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, just you know, that's our yeah. our homework for you, I guess, to try out for this for this next week. Um, the other thing is, if you would like to get a hold of the Love Language book, you can go to Amazon.com and just type in the number five Love Languages in the subject line, and Amazon has it. Also, on um, on uh, iTunes has it. Oh, cool! Yeah, and so if you can uh, do your little test on your eye thingy. Well, no, no, no. Well, I mean, you can. It's at the back of the book. It's 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 read right onto there. It's an audio book. Oh, okay, that's yeah. right. iTunes, I have iTunes that has one. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's only like six or seven dollars, which American money, which is really cool. And uh, in fact, why don't we do something right now? Let's give away a copy of the uh, Five Love Languages audio book. Audio book. We'll we'll gift it to you. So the first person that listens to this podcast and sends us an email that says in the subject line. I want the five love languages audiobook. Then we'll buy it and the very go, first person that yeah, emails exactly. us, we will uh, and they give you me your address on um, iTunes, and I will send you, I will gift you the five love languages audiobook. But we just recommend it for everybody. Get it and listen to it. Have your spouse listen to it. Have your kids listen to it. It's really, really good. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just very helpful in the area of communications. It's, and It's very practical yeah. and life-giving. Yeah. So next week what we're going to cover is um, called Are We There Yet? Quality Time. Mm -hmm. That's your love language, Amy. And so it'll be interesting to hear your insight on why that's so important to you. Yeah. I, I kind of covered it a little bit last oh, you, week. You but get a yeah. whole whole podcast to cover it okay i better um, store up my words right so <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to play a song by the 77s that we started off with we'll play the whole song and then we'll be back to pray at the very end and uh, we've already introduced next week and everything so we'll just be back at the end to pray and close everything out and we want to thank you again so much for um, listening to taking with you the podcast that's spiritual not religious and so you introduced the song amy I can't remember the title. What's the this title? This is the way love is. This is the way love is. Yes, I remember that song. And from say way on, back. on "Take Him With You." On "Take Him With You." When I gave up, you held up. When I ran out, you filled me up, and I kept running. You kept up. When I let you down, you lifted me up. This is the way love is. Giving out, I was losing out. 
Is a rocking song. Yeah. The 77s and This Is The Way Love Is from their Sticks and Stones album. That goes way back, isn't it? It does. It? Like, it's a really good one. It's on iTunes. You can get it. It's really, really good. Oh, I love some of their music. on that, It reminds me of your radio station days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, back Way back when back in ancient in times. Was it in the 80s that when that was When men wear, wore parachute pants. And hammer pants. And women had perms. Frizzy hair. Yeah. Yes, big hair. You had big hair too, if I remember right. Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you think it's funny. Anyway, we need to pray for everyone. Um, did you learn anything this week? Um, I learned that I still need to improve. On and I learned that you are sabotaging things. me at night with t- uh, Star Trek Next Generation by getting to the bedroom first and putting a program on. I... I'm probably going to keep that up, too. <laughs> no, I've discovered what you're doing, so you're in trouble now. Oh. Anyway, let's pray for everyone, because okay. I think all of us, all of us, regardless who we are, what place we are in life, what we believe, whatever, we all could could improve in the area yes. of encouraging others and, and doing words of affirmation. So let's mm-hmm. let's pray. Father, thank you for the life that you've given us. We are so grateful that we have friends and family and people that we associate with. God, we pray that you would help us be better communicators. And if there's people around us that really feel loved by words of affirmation, then help us, God, to pick up on that and be able to bless them. Our heart, Lord, is to be able to communicate and to have a quality of life that is is much better than it is now. And the only way we can do that, Lord, is by understanding the needs of people around us. And so we ask for insight for that. Lord, uh, help us to see the positive in the people around us instead of the negative. And give us strength, Lord, to treat people the way that you would. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cool. Well, thanks, Aim. You're welcome. Hey, let me ask you a question. 
Uh-oh. No, this is easy. This questions. is easy. Who is Take Him With You? The podcast produced by Moyer Multimedia <laughs> LLC. <laughs> Copyright 2010. All rights reserved. Very nice. Dear. Okay, I'm You're sorry. Good at that. Maybe I should have I, you do the closer every I, week. I don't do it in your announcer voice, though. My announcer voice. I don't have an announcer voice. Yes, you can. You usually do it in your announcer voice. I, my, no, my. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, here, one last thing. You have a good announcer voice. Thank you for your words of affirmation. That was really nice. You have a good announcer voice, dear. You do. Okay, I'm out of here. You can sound professional. See you later, everybody. See you next week. Are we there? (laughs) Hi, Russell. Are you like mommy? Are you doing a podcast? A podcast. Podcast. Good boy. That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Podcast. Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity. Peculiarity. Irregularity. Inconsistency. Incongruity. A rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com. Rick, my brother, how art thou? I enjoy listening to your show very much, and Amy has become an integral part of the show, so keep up the good work, my friends. And I'm also pleased to hear that you enjoy listening to my little podcast, Appy Times, which is a short weekly review about cheap or free applications for the iPod Touch, the iPhone, or as us geeks like to call it, the iThingy. So come along and spend a few minutes with me waxing lyrical about these fantastic little applications. I can be found at appytimes.podbean.com or simply look for me in iTunes. Rick, my friend, keep up the good work. And happy times, brother. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the host of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of the guild. We keep you up to date on general guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. 
Folky religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast.